some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Jeremy Greer. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a Hunter's Appendix. And this week we are reading your responses to the kind of early chalice dungeons and some of the chalices in general. Yeah, we don't want to totally dry up our chalice responses. No. Um, but so that's why we specifically wanted the early ones. But this is important because it's kind of the first blush. Mm-hmm. Um, as you heard, we are rejoined by Jeremy Greer of the DarkSoulsHaters.tumblr.com blog. Hello, Jeremy. Thank you for sticking with us. Hello. <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we had some kind of lag there. I mean, it's not like you took a really deep breath before saying that. Like, <laughs> like you're calling us from the bottom of a well. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we have somebody manning some bellows, and, uh, and, and that, that hello just bubbled up from a tube between two sturdy, you know, two sturdy men. Um, yeah, so we're going to go my, ahead and- Is my webcam uh, on? Can you see me? This is getting weird. We're going to go ahead and uh, get us uh, directly into the, into things. Uh, Cole, do you want to get started with this first one? I only say that because it says Samsara, and I know like, you like to say that word. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, you, <laughs> you, you kind of took it from me. Like, it's it's cool to be the first one to say it in a show. You could, I'll bleep it out in the edit. Oh, okay, well, I'll drop, you, I mean, you you're making me drop a marker there, but okay, that's fine. <sighs> what a never-ending cycle you have to go through. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but Luke writes it. <laughs> Is that just the sound that I make when I walk into a room? <laughs> <laughs> it's what my clock does my, my, my grandfather clock I was my 20 year old grandfather clock I was going to talk with you about A how cruel that is that you made that and also B how weird it is that you made it before we met yeah and it's also made with parts of your actual grandfather so oh wow huh um, yeah. but, but anyway Luke writes in via contact saying blood moon beast hunt birth souls dark lore loot boss samsara Die, Samsara, you know, die. Shuffle that soul's SEO, add some connective phrases, and you can maybe generate a comment about the chalice dungeons. Or I could choose some specific words and structure them precisely so as to give you a more personal and perhaps interesting perspective uh, than all those found in the possible variants. The Souls games are a work of art, and as such, are constructed by artists. Lore aside, it is the level design that people most value about the series, so putting that in the hands of a random number generator seems stupid to me. My first view, and uh, sorry, my first few, and thus far only trips into the chalices, have at best only served as reminders that the uh, of that aforementioned fact, uh, because playing an unders, uh, under-designed Souls level is pretty is a pretty empty experience for me. At worst, they worked to d- disillusion me from the remaining parts of the game by moving mechanics forward in front of other fleshier aspects of play. Sure, they are free content. That's the argument that I use to defend them pre-release, but I think they speak to they speak to a compromise of the spirit and from who are po- probably pushed to add in more hashtag content despite their own clear disinterest. I think the Bloodborne's multiplayer stems uh, from the exact same place of pushed last-minute content, but that is perhaps an argument for another time. Statistically speaking, the lore to time, loot to time, and entertainment values of the, t- of the chalices are all way below par and perhaps suggest that despite our pleading, more souls isn't always a good thing, especially if the emphasis is on more, uh, uh, sorry, it's more on the former word rather than the latter. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I feel slightly less harsh than that, but I feel many of the same things. Yeah. Yeah, but, I'm, I don't feel quite so, like, I don't think it's more that they were pushed to do something. I think they really wanted to do something interesting to provide, like, a roguelike experience, because that's the big buzzword in game design. But I kind of agree that it's not, it's not as good as it probably could have been. The, uh, also, I think that it's more likely that some of the PvP stuff was included, mm-hmm. um, because that, that wouldn't be, a, like, a market pressure from a publisher to include more hashtag content. That would be more of a, uh, a pressure that comes from their legacy. Yeah. You know, it's expected that PvP is going to be a big thing in a Souls game. And Bloodborne, like, the way that it's shaking out for me, at least, is a very weird beast of, like, of all the Souls games that does one individual element better than every other Souls game does, but feels very different than the other ones and does a lot of other things a little bit worse, at least in my mind. And mm-hmm. that makes sense, given that it's not a Souls game, you know, like, technically. Like, it is meant to be a new series. It's meant to have these differences. And what Luke is kind of picking up on are that these... Uh, these acquiescences to uh, those old sold games are where the the game kind of comes up wanting, Um, which I mostly agree with, even though I don't think that the Chalice Dungeons are not, it's hard for me to imagine that being a market pressure thing. Like even in the pre-release, which I I avoided, the pre-release stuff I've seen, very little of it was like, you know, thousands of randomized dungeons. Like that was a point, but it wasn't the main point. And it also strikes me a little bit like uh, From Software doesn't need to do that. Like this game was already like the Souls games are already a big success. They have a very loyal audience. I don't know that you need to kind of come up with new back of box quotes for things mm-hmm. like that. I think this was something I think it more along what Jeremy says that like this is something they wanted to do, but kind of fucked it up or didn't have the time to do it the proper way. Yeah, but that's I mean, that's just me. I mean, we're all just kind of guessing at the motivations of people we don't know. So. It, it's a stretch. It, it's a stretch for me to, to to think that they were pressured into putting in this thing that nobody understands. Yeah, because it's so inaccessible. Yeah. Right? Like, it's so, like, this is not something that makes the game more friendly to anyone. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But I agree with a lot of the the actual, the underlying things behind that conclusion that Luke says. Yeah. You know, like, it is more without necessarily being better, um, which is a bummer. Yeah. I will, um, I will totally agree with that. Uh, Patrick says, via contact. I had very little experience with the Souls games prior to Bloodborne. And I read very little about the game prior to its release. Because of this, I went in thinking that all Chalice Dungeons were randomly generated. I went into the first one completely overleveled and found it really boring, but I decided to return before going to New Game Plus. As I moved to Chalices with greater depths, I find myself appreciating this section of the game more and more. Had I started on the Chalices at a more appropriate level, I may have appreciated them uh, from the start. As I get uh, more into level-appropriate dungeons, I'm finding them to provide some of those interesting and challenging content of the game. That said, the environments of the Labyrinth are some of the most seamy and uninspired artwork in Bloodborne, especially considering where they are positioned in the lore. I am left wanting to know much more about the Thumerians, because as scarce and cryptic as the rest of the lore is, the the Thumerians are even more of an enigma, save for one character in a later dungeon that sheds more light on the people in the game than uh, it does... More more light on the people in the game than it does the Thumerians. I kind of mangled that sentence, but it means that character uh reflects on the rest of the game that we've yeah. been running into yarnum and stuff and not that much on the thumerians mm-hmm. yeah yeah um it is really challenging um but that level design i think goes more than just the tile site sets like i think that is kind of what you're calling out and it is it does become visually kind of boring but even just the environments and, and elevations and and uh you know the actual if it were just a, a texture you know just a mesh that you're walking over with no no texture on it it would still be boring 
Yeah. You know, La- lots yeah. of hallways and, yeah. Lack of variety is one of the big themes in the responses that we got this week. Yeah. <clears throat> so definitely agree with that. Jeremy, are you up for reading uh, Lotus's comment here? Sure. This is funny because I actually, I, I chat with Lotus all the time. I'm, I, I'm not going to say I know him. Like, we never met in real life. We talk about Dark Souls and Souls games all the time. So... Um, He says, I'm excited to hear you guys discuss the Chalice Dungeons. For me, Chalice Dungeons have been a huge disappointment. When they were first revealed as a feature, I was very excited. Procedurally generated optional dungeons are an idea I've enjoyed since Lafia 2, a Super Nintendo JRPG Zelda hybrid with an optional area called the Ancient Cave that's a 100-floor random dungeon. But in in the game, that very rarely pops its head up. So when this turned out to be a feature and the footage they provided provided had it being done in co-op, I was very excited. I knew the dungeons would have nowhere near as good level design due to the nature of procedural generation, but I figured there would at least be enough variety for them to be enjoyable. And that's just not the case, unfortunately. I've never done a hard count, but I've guesstimated that there's only around 15 distinct rooms, and with that number being a bit higher if you count the minor variations that, variations that exist for certain rooms. Another issue is that the rooms themselves are boring. I never expected the rooms to fit together to make a cohesive and interesting level, but I expected that the rooms taken wholly on their own would be interesting. But that's rarely the case. I'd say the only interesting room would be the Blight Town slash Valley of Defilement S Swamp you find in the Hinder Tombs. One last issue concerning the variety is the bosses. The Chalice Dungeons offer four unique boss fights and offer ones from the main game to fill out the list a bit more. But for some reason, they only use a few of the ones from the main game. No Witch of Hemwick, no Shadows of Yarnum, no Cleric, no Cleric Beast, etc. Instead, we get Boar that's a regular enemy. Silver Beast that's a regular enemy, and of course, trio of enemy that you find as regular enemies in the Chalice Dungeons, <laughs> so that when you get to the boss of a floor, there's a good chance it's a regular enemy. This also makes the bosses they do use get old a lot quicker since you fight them so much more. <laughs> Too long didn't read version, Chalice Dungeons are boring because there's not enough variety in the rooms or enemies, especially bosses. The rewards are mediocre at best, and co-op is even harder to find than it is in the main game. That is, uh, I'm not going to have tons to add to these things, no. even when I don't feel quite as angry about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm not super into Chalice Dungeons. So um, I haven't had the experience of co-op being harder to find than in the main game, but I also, you know, had like a crafted co-op experience yeah. to it with, where I use the uh, the glyph and everything. I don't know how if hard it'll tr- be in real life. If you're trying to do it in the wild, it's it's like I've never, ever gotten somebody summoned into a Chalice Dungeon of mine. And yeah. I've only been summoned once without using... That using the short root chalice is different, but if like before that was easy to get and people understood what it did, um, it was it was just very very rare for it to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Matt writes in via contact saying just some quick comments about the Bloodborne Chalice Dungeons. While I was initially really excited to have potentially infinite amounts of optional content in a Soul-style game, my excitement almost immediately turned to to disappointment. I think my frustrations with the Chalice Dungeons is a reflection of the fact that they replicate one small part of the Soul's experience, the combat mechanics, in a way that that, that has been almost surgically removed from the environmental storytelling um, and considered level design that gives the mechanics meaning and weight. I know that there are story and lore implications of the Chalice Dungeons overall, but that doesn't really feel reflected in the minute-to-minute gameplay like in the main game. I very quickly realized that even though Souls games are often described as dungeon crawlers, the mechanics didn't uh, really didn't speak to me when the game became a literal dungeon crawl. 
Another thing is that while I agree, while I agree wholeheartedly with your comments last Extrasode that the difficulty is far down the list of the reasons of why I love the Souls games, the early Chalice Dungeons showed me how integral uh, the normal difficulty level is to the experience. Since I wasn't that motivated to explore the dungeons in one go, I was typically massively overleveled for them, and the enemies and bosses put up no resistance. The whole experience lacked tension, along with context, and just felt like a grind. I ultimately just decided to read about the ladder dungeons online rather than slog through them. Late in my first playthrough, I also realized that chalice, uh, chalice dungeon items fetch a considerable haul at the messenger bath in the hunter's dream, and on subsequent playthroughs, I just sell all my eyeballs and slugs for a few extra level ups and don't really feel like I'm missing much. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't realize that last time. I, did, I did not know that about the selling stuff. I never <clears> think <throat> about selling stuff. Yeah, that's true. And they this, um, unlike every other Souls game, selling things is open right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, this game. A lot of people are talking about the beginning being really boring, and I think that you really are meant to go through it right after you fight the Bloodstar Beast. Yeah. Like, I don't blame anybody for not doing it. I didn't do it either. But I think that that is, you know, that's where that complaint mostly comes from, is almost everyone is doing the beginning of this overleveled. Um, but it is even it's even hard to find like the sweet spot, you know, um, where you are the right level for this stuff. You either feel like very overleveled or very underleveled. Yeah. For this and, stuff, I think. And that gets into the problem that I discussed in the main episode, which is the cart, which is the horse. Yeah, exactly. Um, just as by contact. I think my only real response to the Chalice Dungeons throughout Bloodborne is one of sadness over wasted potential. The Chalice Dungeons could have been a handful of interesting and challenging dungeons, featuring aspects of pure gameplay that shine in the series particularly the idea of the root chalices, randomly designed dungeons with a variety of treasures waiting to be had, Binding of Isaac meets Dark Souls, count me in. I mean, who wouldn't be excited for that? Instead, the chalice dungeons, especially the early ones, feature nothing but generically named bosses, generic random dungeon design, and a seemingly obsessive desire to fill my pockets with pebbles and Molotov cocktails. <laughs> uh, this could have been a roguelike souls. Uh, this could have been Dark Cloud meets Dark Souls. Cloud Souls. Um, <laughs> this could have been a huge step forward and evolution, an interesting secondary game attached to the main Bloodborne experience. Instead, it's an uninteresting, blandly designed, and repetitive portion of the game. At least the later dungeons uh, change it up with the boss fights. But besides that, it is a waste. Yeah. Again, yep. like I don't feel quite <laughs> that strong. Yeah. But also, like it's it's a bummer that everyone who's bouncing off these will never fight like the Thumerian Elder. Yeah. You know, like there are yeah, there is yeah. some really high quality content to be found. You just have to dig through it. And that's really the thing is like the lore stuff, the good bosses, the good rooms. It's all just spread out too thin. Yeah. It's not like the you know the actual highs are any lower. Yeah. It's that they're just rarer. And when we talk about Souls being a game that respects your time, this is very yeah. much a, yeah. a, 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 you know, a, a diversion from that. Yes. They don't feel like they're respecting your time. I really feel as uh, I, I really agree with him on the pebble stuff too. When I played through it today, for some reason, I never realized how many the items on the ground are just pebbles because I was mm -hmm. maxed on my inventory. So it was just like, oh, sorry, you can't pick this up. It's a pebble. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's too heavy for you. <laughs> they, they want you to be able. They want you to be using it to, to draw aggro. Like be constantly using pebbles, you know. But if you're over leveled, you're not yeah. going to be using them at all. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to read uh, Doug's? comment sure sure um <clears throat> doug says i was curious to get your take on what the chalice dungeons actually are from a lore perspective we are told that the old blood was discovered in a subterranean Pythumerian labyrinth but as yet i'm not aware of any entrance to the structure other than through the hunter's dream 
Does this mean that the Bergenwerther's originals <laughs> were spelunking? <laughs> Sorry, that cracked me up. <clears throat> Does this mean that when the Bergenwerther's originals were spelunking, they also entered via a chalice? Or was there perhaps an entrance that, entrance that subsequently caved in or was blocked or hidden away? Since the dungeons appear to only be accessible via the Hunter's Dream, this raises a question of whether the player is entering the real labyrinth or a dream version of it. I think the latter makes a sense given that they are procedurally generated and presumably the real labyrinth that would not have had a different geography from person to person. This would also suggest that whoever or whatever is dreaming the hunter's dream is creating the labyrinth for you, meaning whatever artifacts you find down there, it wants you to have. Anyway, just something to ponder. Also, it's a little disappointing to spend so much time in a labyrinth without a single Bowie reference. Your thoughts? You guys, you didn't fight the crotch monster <laughs> skin tight, skin tight junction. Like, Fushi, Fushigi, the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, the foreskin ascendant. Like, um, yeah. Um, I mean, so if we're going to talk about like the ontology of the uh, of the labyrinth, and we're going to ignore the possibility that all this is a dream and Jacob was dying all along, um, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to me that even if there was a physical entrance that was found, that this place was sealed off by the people who knew what was there after they'd gotten what they needed from it. And the chalices are the healing church's way, or, you know, they're the kind of the sole controllers of this means to break that seal and get people down there, you know, in a non-physical way. Like the fact that you have to perform these rituals either to Mm -hmm. create them or, you know, in a mist Denis like way, put together the right circumstances to describe the portion that you want to go to kind of hints at that to me that even if this is lost to the world physically, that this, that this ritual or this link is established to get people back down there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I like that. I also, I'm kind of into the idea of it being a dream version too. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like there are physical, like you have to go find chalices in the real world. And again, like every time you say the real world in this game, you have to assume like there is a real world. Like that's making a little bit of a leap. But if there is a real Yarnum, you have to find physical objects in it in order to uh, to get into the dream. So it, it does like, the, you know, it is dreamy weemy. But I like that idea because it does explain that question I asked in the main episode. Um, I don't read the comments before we, we do the episode. Mm-hmm. So it's I always like it when I say something and then somebody answers the question right afterwards. Like for people listening at home, it probably doesn't seem that weird. It just seems like, oh, they wrote in and, and answered the question, but we're recording this all in one session. <laughs> um, so, it is, so it is weird. Yep. Um, there has to be a physical way into these labyrinths, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's a, we don't know what it is, but that has to exist. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, they pull blood out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I um, guess what I'm saying is like by sealed it up, I mean like physically like collapsed yeah. it or something like that. There has to have Maybe been a physical that, um, way into it, but. That hatch in uh, in Bergenworth, oh, yeah. which we'll get to eventually, <laughs> that I think will lead to a DLC. But there's a very conspicuous hatch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Um, um, is this, are that you? Yep, that's uh, that's me. Levi writes in via contact saying, "These were not my cup of tea, and the most disappointing part of the game for me." I really thought that there would be more to them. The lack of loot, gear, and general variety killed my motivation to go any further than the Hintertombs. To the Hintertombs' credit, there was one chamber that reminded me of the Valley of Defilement, and uh, and that I enjoyed. I get completing them for lore, but I just looked over Jeremy Greer's streaming so- uh, shoulder, nodded my head, and said, interesting, interesting, and got my fill of the lore goodies. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny, because that is a... That is a huge gaping need right now in the community. Like mm-hmm. whoever makes a video that's like, here's the, all of the lore of the, the chalice dungeons, like, and puts it all together in a, in a package, like it will get a lot of views. Hmm. 
you know, because I haven't seen like a lore video that explains like, you know, that is asking these questions and kind of looking at that stuff. There are some that explain the mechanics of them and there are videos that reference them as part of the larger cosmology of the game. But just like, here's the thing that gets you all of the lore stuff you need from chalices all in one, like 15 minute video mm-hmm. will, will serve a need. Yeah. And I haven't seen something like that. Um, so get on it. People yeah. who make YouTube videos, if you're listening <laughs> to this, like you will, you will do well. I think if you make yeah. that video first or just direct people to these six hours of content about the chalices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just listen to our six hours of episodes with it. Um, just listen. How many times can we phrase that? Like, oh, it's, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Like, how many times are we going to say that over the six hours of chalice? There are next chalice episode like will be it, way shorter. But... <laughs> yeah. I think our next chalice episode will be much quicker because we'll get oh, yeah. the generalities out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just running out of ways to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would love to have all that lore shit in one place as well um and i'll close this out here with widget uh widget says hi like probably a lot of other people uh gary i've read your comments on facebook i thought the chalice dungeons felt more like bonus content than part of the game and i still think that they are uh some areas just feel repeated and stale but what shines are the boss fights they really felt like souls bosses going from the first giant new fight to the fire dog and just uh to just an average hunter maybe out of place but it was more about the move sets and time strikes and even though they don't change in New Game Plus, when you first gain access to them, they are a great challenge. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The boss Agreed. fights are the shining, shining part of this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. As and well. Ag- and again, I will reiterate, it is better that we got to fight these guys than, you know, to not have gotten to fight them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there are, and even down to the rooms, there are a couple of fun rooms, like that big garden room, mm-hmm. even though I complained about it a lot, is like interesting and something you don't see in the main game, even if I think it's kind of bullshit. Um mm-hmm. You know, it is, it is unique, this, but... Oh, wait, that's not... That was in the, the later chalice. Sorry. There was a room I, was, I <laughs> yeah. made a note about later. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll talk more about this chalice stuff. We'll get through more of it. Um, this is... Hopefully, this is the, the most negative we'll be during any episode of the season. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just because it is, uh, it is kind of a bummer. I agree with people who wrote in. Thank you guys yeah. for writing in. Um, if you have things to say about the Forbidden Woods... Get us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Mm-hmm. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Uh, we put up the prompts there as well. Yep. And check Jeremy Jeremy Greer out at where can they check you out, Jeremy Greer? Um, check me out on Twitter, JG Greer. Check me out on YouTube, not ECEC. And then come and look at some horrible language at darksoulshaters.tumblr.com. <laughs> And, and also Indeed. your Facebook page, because I'll look at it and comment all the time. Yeah, it's fantastic. We really yeah. appreciate your participation. Like, you are a valuable resource to our community. Hey, yeah. it's no problem, yeah. man. It's just what well, I do. You're we'll looking at you Facebook a, anyway. Might as well do something fun on it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be an admin <laughs> if we ever have forums. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So um, thanks, everybody. You guys know the regular stuff to do. iTunes, Patreon.com, forward slash TV. Listen to our other shows, blog, Twitter. Do all those things about the show. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back in a week with uh, Bob Mackey to talk about the lost or the forbidden woods. Not the lost woods. Different woods. <laughs> Different woods. You're a beast hunter, aren't you? Yeah, just you? get a drill and a Dremel and you can do anything. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just, I, just... I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, head on down, to, down the street to drill and Dremel. Yeah. And you'll <laughs> do it. You'll be like, give me your drums. <laughs> yeah. you, it sounded like you said drilling trouble, which sounds like the craziest Apple II game. 
yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an old uh, old spiritual. I've been drilling trouble. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad Johnny Cash song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drilling down the trouble. And, uh, um, You're a beast hunter, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I recently rewatched uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, so because good. The, uh, it, it is like one of the greatest movies of all time. Like, I, I honestly believe it's like in the top, you know, one or two percent of movies ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. Um, but the uh, the part where Janine Garofalo um, has to name the kids who have to leave early the next day and just starts making up Semitic sounding names. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that reminds me. Just like Joshua Fink. Bergenstein wits. Like that's what that that reminds me of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's tantrum in that is like my favorite, one of my favorite cinematic moments. Yeah, he's he's amazing. His his entire performance is amazing. Everyone, all the performances are amazing. David Hyde Pierce, uh, secret MVP of that yep. that movie. Like the part where Gene Garofalo walks up to him and is like. Yeah, I'm the camp director. I work at the camp across the uh, across the way. How about you? And he goes, No, I don't work there. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I can't, I know. But like, that's such a good like. If anyone ever says what they do and ask me, How about you? For now, I'm like, No, I don't work there. Like, that's such a good answer. It's so funny. Um, God, I love those state guys. I need to go. I need to watch that again. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, definitely watch it before the show comes out or before oh, yeah. the prequel. Oh, definitely. God, and I was also like, they, they released the trailer for the prequel and Michael Showalter is all fat now. And I can't wait for the, like the, either the jokes or the way they underline, they're not addressing it. <laughs> that they do like, they will do something very funny with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man. All right. Do you, do you want to, uh, appendix this up? Yes, I do. Um, okay. I need to unplug and replug my microphone. Something weird's happening. Okay. Okay. It's like coming to life. <laughs> unplug it before it attacks and what do I feed you <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh boy I also have to pee but I'm going to hold it because I don't have a bathroom on this floor oh um, cool let's see here that's what a litter box is for Gary <laughs> yeah I could, I could be in a litter box there's actually yeah like I mean I have options I know how to pee when there's not a toilet but I just don't want to Subject you guys to that uh, that sound either. You guys don't need to listen to me pee. <laughs> you get like three paragraphs in the marker document. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. Let's uh, let's go. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 